Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to today's show. Um, I'm Liz Dolan in Santa Monica, joined by all four of my actual real-life sisters. This is a delightful way to spend an August uh, Sunday when it's basically in most of the world too hot to go outside. (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) Extreme weather alert. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica. Leon, we just heard you in Pasadena. It sounds like you were in the house watching movies yesterday in your air conditioning. Was it was that, over 100 test? degrees yesterday. So oh. that is the perfect time to watch a delightful movie called People, Places, and Things. <laughs> and then to revel in the news that there's a Star Wars land coming to Disney. <laughs> so I'm good. It's been a good weekend, even though I barely left the house. <laughs> and Sheila, you're just a few miles from Leon. Uh, do you have AC in your place? I have AC Liz, but I also have that Pareo from Brazil that you gave me 10 years ago. Oh, nice. And I've been wearing that for about four days. And um, Outside? Those, no, inside. Oh. And those bright Brazilian colors are now fading from my body heat, <laughs> emanating. Um, even if you just get up, you start to sweat in this weather. Yeah. But yeah. hey, just a quick happy birthday to Madonna, people. <laughs> Madonna's birthday is today. And I want to wish my spirit animal a happy birthday. Okay. All right. I'm glad you could squeeze that in. Uh, Julie, I know that the Southern Californians shouldn't complain about the heat because, after all, you are in Dallas, Texas. Right, Liz. We just really don't care about you people. One day you're whining about a little heat. So uh, we, we know how Remember, to Remember, we also have no water. So that's right. what makes the and heat. And whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Okay. That's all um, I'm saying. The weather, nature. It's not our fault. Um, I insist on watering the desert, Leanne. Okay, you won't get into it. All right, and Monica Dolan in Portland, Oregon. Is it lush? Is it green? Is it cool there? Please tell me yes. Yeah, it's gorgeous today. Gorgeous this weekend. Perfect temperature, breezy. Love it. Okay, now I'm really jealous. Uh, Oregon is nice. Well, um, we have a lot to go through today. Uh, the Leon and I have some news on things happening on our website. We're going to fill you in on this. Monica, we're starting right at the top with the science of the obvious from you, which is on what subject? Air conditioning. <laughs> okay, timely. <laughs> Who says we don't stay on top of the most timely issues? Uh, Leon, more updates on millennials in the workplace. Yes or no, good or bad, up or down? It's a story that just keeps on giving, really. <laughs> millennials in the workplace. Well, I don't know why you millennials are putting up with working at Amazon, because there's an insane story about working at Amazon in today's New York Times that um, that I want to make sure we get a chance to talk about, like mind-blowing story about Amazon. Julie, back with the International News Roundup. I like it. Yes, we're going around the world. And Liz, I have a new airline flight for you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, God, that's good because I needed another. I need the uh, (laughs) Sheila, we're going to hear about the the aftermath of your baby shower, but also the lab rats finally concluded ChipQuest. 
Yes, the Chip Smackdown is today. <laughs> looking forward. Oh, well, I'm not looking forward. I've eaten them already, so okay. uh, I look forward to reporting on them. In this heat, that must add to a lot of bloating, I would think. <laughs> a lot of but then it all comes out again, Liz. You see, you sweat, you eat the chips, and you sweat. There you go. Uh, all right. So, so Leanne, there's been a lot going on at SatelliteSisters.com, right? We just wanted yeah, to Yeah, if you haven't know. noticed, and maybe you haven't, uh, please go to SatelliteSisters.com. It's a fully functioning website, people. I just want to say we have worked hard on that. So I know it's fun to chit-chat on Facebook. But if you actually need information, it's on our fully functioning website. Uh, recipes are there. Shows are there, blog posts are there, book recommendations. And now we have a couple of good pages devoted just to You're the Best, a celebration of friendship, our book that's coming out at the end of October. We are going to be filling in the events calendar, but you can check out what we have there now. And there's just a lot of information there. So I encourage you to go take a look. You can see pictures of the next gen. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to see all the stuff we have for the book. So I, I just want to encourage you to go to Satellite Sisters dot com and click on the books and the events pages and tell us what you think yeah the, the for the next generation who you've heard occasionally on the show but they they've all contributed to the book you see photos you get little mini bios sheila your daughter ruthie is there have you checked it out yet you gotta check yes. it out yes all right. i have Liz. julie your two daughters-in-law are there looking okay, good but- I think do look good, don't they? <laughs> anyway, we're very proud of the next generation, and we're very proud of the website. So as Leanne says, if you have questions about what's going on with Satellite Sisters, the website really is the best place to get them answered. And there's a whole separate events calendar that will tell you everything you need to know about what we're up to in the fall. All right, so Monica, air conditioning, please just blow some cool air on us this morning. Okay, so this is my science of the obvious story. The story, we've been discussing this at the office lunch table all week. Two scientists at a university in the Netherlands published a story in a scientific journal saying that most office buildings set temperature based on an outdated formula that uses metabolic rates of men. And that's why men are always too warm in the office and the women are always freezing. <laughs> That's a scientific fact? It's a fact, Liz. But their conclusion was, this is what they want, the message they wanted to get out. We must reduce gender discriminating bias in thermal comfort. <laughs> That's what made me laugh. That's what made me think of hashtag stay noisy. We must reduce the gender discrimination um, in thermal comfort. So they said that they they, this old formula, they use the resting metabolic rate. That's how fast we generate heat. It's based on a 40 year old man who weighs about 160 pounds. They also attributed the fact that women are cold or men are hot. There's something called the cleavage effect. <laughs> That's also a scientific fact. Yes. Science, Liz, the cleavage effect. We know this. Men often in offices wear coats and ties, and people believe that's why air conditioners were set at a certain temperature because men had more clothes on. Women, on the other hand, you know, we sometimes wear blouses, sweaters, shirts, (laughs) and we expose more cleavage, Mm. lowers our body temperature, um, 
So the, the cleavage effect, Liz, just take that into account. <laughs> now, they said through the work in their study that there's about a five-degree difference in preferences between men and women. So women would be comfortable in an office that's about 75 degrees, but men prefer an office that's about 70 degrees. And I believe this is universal. <laughs> women, <laughs> all of the offices I worked at, the women are freezing and the men are sweating. Now, in my office, we have what I call thermostat wars uh. on a regular basis. So we have one guy that works in the upstairs office, and he's a nice guy. He's just one of those people that he's sweaty. You know, he's a yeah. sweat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's like our brother, Brendan. He's just right. always Brendan, sweaty. Brendan's a sweater. So he is always too hot. And we also have women in our office every day. They're in fleece jackets and they have fleece lap blankets <laughs> get on an airplane. They are just bundled up. So we have a very sensitive thermostat in our office. Uh <laughs> And I find out when he is gone for a week, we inch it up. Mm -hmm. So we're all very comfortable. But I can always tell when he's come in on the weekend because he cranks the thing down to 60. <laughs> and then it's just like an ice box in there. It's ridiculous how we can't have just one temperature. So this is what I've done. I have created what I refer to as my own personal HVAC system. <laughs> <laughs> and it is directly next to my desk. So I have a fan and um, space heater, okay? And I just <laughs> a fan and a space heater. My God, are you a hundred years old? I mean, what the? I have Leanne. Leanne, it's a long day in the office. I okay. want, I want to be, I want to be comfortable. In the summer, I often need the fan, uh, and I know none of these things are allowed, so I keep it on the down low. It's right yeah. down next to my feet, and I have my own personal little system that I just you know, <laughs> use when I need to. And in the winter, when all these women are freezing, I invite them to come into my little den of warmth where I have my own space heater, and uh, <clears throat> that's it. It's a, it's, it's a big problem. Yeah. People. Well, did your Dutch scientists suggest any solution? Like, is there an ideal temp that would make everyone happy? Uh, they did not. But my uh, guess it would be about 72. Somewhere <laughs> between 70 and 75. Um, you know, I mean, the solution is women can wear more clothes. Yeah. It's always good to have a little office sweater. That's another. Yeah, we should reason. wear shirts and ties. Then that would be the solution. I think we should have separate working places. Have all the men in one room, all the women in another room. That would, believe me, in our office, that, that would make a lot of people happy. And they, can, they can just crank things up. We can have the sauna section of the office and the meat locker section of the office. That would make a lot of people happy. It makes people cranky to be cold. Yeah. Mm. Sorry for the people that are always cold. Um, or, but it makes you sleepy to be hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's but we haven't, we haven't talked about one thing, Monica. Aren't most of the women in your office under 30? Yes, they are. So they Okay. Well, they do. Then I think that explains why they're cold. Because if you're over 50, you are broiling hot most of the time. Right. I mean, at least I am. I like the low temperatures at this point. I do, too. Uh, I'm sort of in the For certain reasons. <laughs> you know the reasons. Yes, we know the reasons. That's why you need a fan. 
Need your Okay. Help. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Very scientific, Monica. Thanks for your report. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of workplace issues, this article in the Huffington Post caught my eye. It's by, it's by a, you know, a seasoned career coach. And she relates at the beginning of the story how she had an appointment with a 26-year-old young woman uh, to talk to her about her career. She went to an Ivy League school. She spent a couple years teaching at Teach for America. She's a master's in education. And she came to hire her because she was, you know, looking for what to do for her next career move. And uh, when she got on the phone call, there was the career coach, the 26-year-old. And then the 26-year-old said, oh, and my mom is on the call, too. <laughs> <gasps> So, oh, how embarrassing. Yeah. And this, you know, I, the career coach was saying, I'm not a wedding planner. I'm your career coach. You know? That's <laughs> a good line. It is. So, uh, so, so she was compelled to write this piece in, uh, in, in the, on the Huffington Post. But some of these statistics do shock me. I know we, you know, the five of us obviously have the same mother. Uh, they, can you even imagine our parents showing up at really anything from high school graduation on? <laughs> it was pretty limited involvement. Yeah, that's true. Well, I did take Liz to my first day at work um, after college. <laughs> first day of work at a steel mill, you at should a say. Steel at a steel, you were working in a steel mill. I worked I for U.S. Steel. That was my first job out of college. And the first day was the tour of the integrated steel mill. And for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to bring Liz along, too. (laughs) That is so stupid. Well, that's just stupidity. That's not. Well, I think I was there. We were also looking for an apartment for you. So I was going to allegedly be helpful. Like we were together driving around looking for a place for you to live, which is clearly something neither of our parents ever would have done. Right. (laughs) Right. So according to these statistics in this article, 33% of millennials today say their parents are very involved in their job hunt process. And one in 10 say that their parents have accompanied them to job interviews. And 3% of recent college graduates actually say that their parents have sat in on the interview. Okay, well, 3% is tiny, thank goodness. Right, yeah. The fact that it's any at all is shocking, but 3% is reassuringly low. Yes. Right. Don't don't Do you, hire that three exactly. percent. Yeah. Right. That's right. So seven out of ten percent, seven out of ten college recruits, seventy percent say they speak to their far- parents first before they accept a job offer. I thought that was pretty high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, but um, so and this is this career coach is saying, you know, here are the problems with this to the parents. There are just many, but the first is that you're actually disempowering your child. You know, like. These kids have a higher level of depression and anxiety because you never, ever let them make a decision on their own. Mm -hmm. And the second is that your children will have no coping skills. And that's probably true. It increases dependence and leads to diminished decision-making ability and coping skills. The third I love, which is, I think, very true. Uh, And we all have to be mindful of this if we're parents. You're not really helping from an authentic place. Okay. So you don't really want the best for them. It's actually driven by parental anxiety. You're Mm -hmm. actually, you know, don't you want them to look good in front of others. And that's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to get them out of the house. Maybe that's why there's so much involvement because all these kids come home and the parents are desperate. And so, yes, I'll drive you to the job interview. Yes. Yes. Well, driving you is one thing. Do not get out of the car. 
Just don't don't get out of the car. Well, Julie and Sheila, you both have millennial children. So have either of you ever like either gone to a job interview with your child or do you think you're providing a high level of career coaching? Um, uh, no, I am not. I am. <laughs> I, I, I do bug her from time to time. I, I send her texts. Did they call you? Blah, blah, blah. Cause she gets excited when she gets calls. Uh, but no, I've never been on a job interview with my daughter and I never will as she's totally independent. Yeah. I would say my sons are independent, but I, again, uh, cast your uh, cast your memories back to an earlier time in my uh, checkered career. I was a professional career counselor. Do you remember this? I had I had I was paid to do that and to review and write resumes. So from time to time, I, I had totally forgotten that. I had just too. I had no recollection of that at all. But okay, I haven't worked on your resume. Well, you don't have a resume, Liz, and that's a whole nother story. But uh, yes, so that but that would uh, but no, my sons have done their own job searches very independently i'm usually the last to know what's mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. well and then the last thing she says is that your kids will ultimately end up making less money and liz this sounds like this flows right into your story about amazon when you ask why are millennials working for such a terrible company is that they end up kind of developing low self-esteem because they've never really done anything on their own mm-hmm. and low and self-esteem is actually a positive indicator of future earnings if you have a lot of self-esteem you're going to march right in there and you're going to uh, you know ask for a raise or ask for increased responsibilities and if you don't if you've never let your child make their own decision they may end up you know with a great job but just no self-esteem to go along with it so we <laughs> We just have to stop. We just have to stop going to interviews, stop taking their calls, stop putting our anxiety on them. <laughs> right. It. And that's from the parental point of view. I know we yes. ha- we also have listeners who are millennials. So yes. I would be curious to know what you think when you, how much do you really depend on your parents' judgment of what job to take, those kinds of things? Obviously, there's nothing wrong with having a relationship with your parents where you no. can talk to them about your no. career choices. I think that's excellent. That's- and especially if, like, I Brooks has asked me, because he's a photographer, he's asked me about rates and stuff. Like, we actually talk work. He actually asked my opinion on this and that. But I don't I, – I wouldn't go with him to a job interview. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> – I wouldn't suggest going with him to meet a client. I'm not his agent in any way. <laughs> it's a professional discussion. So that's true, right? It might not be like, oh, gosh, I don't know what to do. It may be actual, is this a good salary for a first year X, Y, Z? Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's, there you go. I mean, you have experience and he's, you know, turning for you to you for your experience. So that's yeah. good. Uh, very interesting. Okay. Well, millennials, uh, the uh, let us know what you think. You can email us, sisters at SatelliteSisters.com, or obviously tweet us, join the Facebook group, or go to the aforementioned website. Yeah. <laughs> please. Just please go to the website first. <laughs> okay. So I mentioned this Amazon story. So it's not purely about millennials. It's really about sort of the the new white-collar workplace. Uh, It's um, a major story in today's New York Times. It's called Inside Amazon, 
wrestling big ideas in a bruising workplace. And uh, so Amazon has really said, you know, they're trying to be on the cutting edge of how you can, how far can you really push people? How, how far can data take you uh, in measuring performance, getting rid of the dead wood and hiring people who are smarter, better, faster? And uh, by the way, in case you didn't know, Amazon is now the biggest retailer in the world. Amazon is bigger than Walmart now. They have a, I didn't realize that. Yes. They have a $250 billion market cap. Uh, so they're just hiring like thousands of people all of the time. And uh, when you go through this story, it's just about what the workplace, what the hiring process is like, what the day-to-day work is like, and then how, you know, how people let – they have a very high – burn and churn rate at Amazon because, well, some people say because it's so super competitive and other people say because it's hell. (laughs) (laughs) So there there are quotes in the story uh, from people that are currently working there and love it, as well as people who have been in and out of the system. One that really struck me uh, is one guy said, nearly every person I work with, I saw cry at their desk. And, um, so that's not good. And uh, so the idea, one of the things they do at Amazon, it's what they call purposeful uh, Darwinism. It actually sounds wow. like. Yes. Right. You should try that with your dating life, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> they encourage you to be vocally self-critical, which to me sounds like the Chinese Cultural Revolution, frankly. That, that <laughs> sounds like totally Maoist. Uh, but also they have a process where you are allowed, nay, encouraged to go behind your coworkers' backs to their bosses to give them direct feedback about what you believe this person's performance is. Ooh, so very good. Just like North Korea, Liz. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you're allowed to give secret feedback to someone's boss. And this is part of the vocally self-critical speaking up um, culture. The uh, um, Another person quoted in the story said, it's the greatest place I hate to work. So it's the sort of love-hate thing where uh, because it's hyper-competitive, um, you know, you learn a lot. You tend to be around smart people. Uh, it is, it trains you for bigger, better things, but it's also the kind of place, there's a story in there about as someone's fiance used to drive to the parking lot. Apparently the work hours are heinous. Um, the, the fiance used to drive to the parking lot every night at 10 PM and just call her on her cell phone until she left the office. Like, please come home. I'm out here. Come home. Please come home. So that doesn't really sound that good. Where and, is Amazon? Uh, is it actually Seattle. in Silicon Valley? Oh, it's Seattle. in Seattle. Seattle. Okay. It's in Seattle. Again, I, which is another surprise. Like, yeah. I, you just don't think of Seattle as that kind of lifestyle. And they also said it's famous as a company for marathon conference calls on, like, Easter Sunday or Thanksgiving. Now, oh. Yeah. Now, I can kind of understand the Thanksgiving thing. Just because it's a retail business and, you know, a lot of people. Yeah, and you've had conference calls on Thanksgiving. I have have had conference calls on Thanksgiving, but not what I would call marathon conference calls. Yeah. Occasionally you have to. Deliveries on Thanksgiving, I know. Yes. You have to have like 10 minutes of getting something done. It's not this expectation uh, that you are literally working 24-7. They also had examples in there of people that got criticism 
from their bosses because their internet connection while they were on vacation was spotty. So that's not good. Yeah. Are they compensated well, Liz? Yes. Is is that the thing that, okay, you work all these horrible hours, but you make a lot of money? Is that that Uh, the case? Yes. They're compensated according to the market, but then there's the whole stock option factor there. So they said that you can often double your actual earnings based on the stock awards that you get. Um, But the... uh, You know, you must really want to make a lot of money to work there. I I could not work in an office like that. I was reading it and they said that, you know, they have these team meetings like the Monday morning meeting and team members were encouraged to just tear down everyone's ideas. Mm -hmm. Like even if they had a good idea, you were supposed to punch holes in it and like tear them down in the meeting. (laughs) Yes. I know. This is, that was part of the culture. It is. Jeff Bezos is famous for saying, Harmony is overvalued. So he does not believe harmony ends in a good work product. He's the founder and CEO of that company. So you are uh, charged as part of a company value disagreeing and speaking out, which, you know, I think obviously like frank discussions about what's working and what's not are a good thing in any workplace. But this idea that just going after your colleagues' ideas is always going to end up in a better idea why would that be true? Why <laughs> Why would it be true that the meanest, loudest people have the best ideas? I just I just fundamentally don't buy that. Uh, it would Monica, seem- you'd need a full-time air conditioner under your desk for that one <laughs> at Amazon. You need a cool of a personal cooling block. I think, I think you'd have to like. I think there would have to be bribery going on, Liz, because mm-hmm. I don't know how you advance in that organization other than to bribe your coworkers to say nice things about you. you well, know? apparently, uh, the people in the story uh, do say it, it leads to this highly political, like back channel negotiation about I'll support you if you support me. Uh-huh. And there's a term for people who work really well in the system. I mean, they're employees are called Amazonians, but if you're really a great Amazonian, you're called an Amabot. And uh, yes, that's that's sad. That is sad. I know. And it's one of the Amabots was saying that, you know, they appreciated the fact that they are running a continual performance improvement algorithm. I I can't even think of anything worse. So, um, anyway, we, we, my office could use a touch of that. <laughs> I think that's too, Monica. It's all a question of degree. Right. Of course, Maybe a little tune-up yearly about yes. what's working and what isn't. Yes. Well, given, you know, and the, the, the story, you got to read it. I can't even take you through some of the highlights of just the, the egregious things that uh, have been done to employees. But maybe you won't be totally shocked to hear that at Amazon, given that this, that they have this perf- purposeful Darwinian uh, system with a continual performance improvement algorithm that at Amazon, there is not a single woman on its top leadership team. Hmm. Wow. Not yeah. a single one. That's unbelievable. It really is. It kind of, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. It it's kind shocking. of makes you feel differently about the company, doesn't it? Mm. I'm taking that wish list and I'm deleting the whole thing. <laughs> I have about a hundred things on my wish list. I'm taking it off. The uh, and there, there are also quotes from uh, recruiters and um, 
career coaches around Seattle saying because it creates a certain kind of employee that when the employees leave and try to go to other places, they're, they're so confrontational that they're very hard to place. And the term for them around town is amholes. <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't want to hire any amholes. Yeah. So I don't know about this. They already on, you know, on my Facebook page, Jamie uh, posted this and had said that at Disney, they said that if you don't come in on Saturday, don't bother coming in on Sunday. And I think, you know, yeah. I think we've all been in hyper-competitive work environments where there is some of that. Uh, it's a question of degree. And then I had another friend of mine who um, who worked at um, MTV when it was first starting out, and she was in her 20s. And she said at MTV, they always say working at MTV is like having a really, really hot boyfriend who beats you. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> I think we all have decisions to make about like work-life balance. Oh, another joke in the story was, well, they always say like, uh, work comes first, life comes next, and balance comes third. So, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> anyway, uh, read it. it. It is really I mean, fascinating. Great. I mean, but we all love the company. We love what it can I do. Know. I know. I mean, and who does, you know, Amazon Prime, isn't that the greatest thing ever? So I'm looking forward to the drones delivering packages as soon as possible. I mean, so, uh, right. When you think about this kind of driven culture and how by – pushing their people this hard they've managed to drive down prices and up services it's sort of like i don't you know buying sweatshop goods or you know right. you really have to now for the first time ever i'm thinking about what is the back end price that's being paid for the fact that the front end customer service is so awesome you're right julie yeah. it's crazy yeah. that you can get free delivery of just anything you want anywhere in the world like 10 seconds from now right uh, yeah it just so uh, harmony is overvalued, people. So if you're <laughs> if you're interested in uh, in that kind of a workplace, or just if you everybody has a touch of this in their own workplace, I suspect. So fascinating um, uh, story to read. Uh, Liz, have you ever met Jeff Bezos or been at an event where he's been at? Like, what's he like personally? Do you know? I, I've seen him speak. I mean, he comes across as just uh, a genius. He clearly is a genius. You know, yeah. and he has, he's very clear that this is the culture he wants to create. It's yeah. not like this is an accidental byproduct of what he wanted. He said, he's very famous early on, I think he wrote a book when, when Amazon was still only in the book business. Uh, he's famous for saying, you can work long, hard, or smart, but at Amazon, you don't get to, to choose two out of three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. all right, this is the company he is trying to build. And how much, how much is it worth to you as a worker to know that you can get someone their toilet paper in three hours? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's what's really motivating I, me. I like to work hard. Don't get me wrong. I don't find you that. You need toilet paper, Liz. You need toilet paper. <laughs> Amen, sister. Uh, anyway, check it out. We'll post it on the website. Uh, it's a New York Times story today. Okay. Hey, well, sisters, 
I thought it would be time to take a trip around the world and do a little international news roundup for you because Excellent. there are quite a few stories uh, that caught my eye. The first one is from Uzbekistan, and maybe you heard this or saw this on the news this week about Uzbekistan Airlines has announced that it's going to start weighing passengers before <laughs> flights. Did you see this? I did. I, did see, I just saw the headline. I did not read the story. Yes, that they have a special weighing machine that they're going to put in. I don't know what that would be, but I like that they call it a special Like what you weigh on Mars or something? I don't know. And that they're going to weigh you along with your carry-on luggage, you know, which made me immediately think of mom and how she always traveled with a honey-baked ham. And while she was a very petite woman, that ham might have put her, you know, or the two hams that she had in her purse might have put her over the limit. Yeah. Uh, But the purpose of this is to ensure flight safety. And we all laugh, ha, 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 ha. But guess what? I have actually (laughs) flown on Uzbekistan Airlines. I flew from Tashkent to Kiva. And uh, of course you have. I am all for airline safety. I think they need these weighing machines. They, they need as much help as they possibly can get in terms of airline safety. Screening people before they get on that flight? Yes, indeed, Monica. For, first of all, because the airline seems to operate with old Russian aircraft. Okay, so these are planes. Not, there's not a strong safety record in Russia. And when those planes are too dangerous for Russian airlines, then they go to Uzbekistan. Okay, uh-huh. so, okay. so you have to understand, the aircraft are not too good. And I know, Monica and uh, Liz, uh, you have been on some of these planes. You know that mm-hmm. they're a little shaky to begin with. Mm-hmm. Secondly, on my flight from Tashkent to Kiva, most of the people uh, that their hand luggage on this Uzbek Airlines was either one of two things. Large white plastic buckets of crab apples, okay, or uh, large amounts of vodka, or sometimes crab apples and vodka. So I am all for this weighing system. They said they're going to keep it anonymous as to what the actual weights were, that people would just be classified as male weighing such such amount, women, woman, or child. But anyway, I'm all for safety, safety first. Second story is a little more serious, but again, it's another place in the world that I have spent some time, and that was the news this week that the Islamic State is starting to use mustard gas and that they had used it against uh, the Kurdish uh, fighters, the Peshmerga. And as you know, they are fighting the Islamic State. And as I can say, they're the only ones fighting the Islamic State. So I think the United States needs to do everything it can to buck up the Kurds and to give them more resources and uh, to protect against chemical weapons. So they don't this, know where this is happening in the same part of Kurdistan yes. that you've been that to. Visited, right? Yes, that yeah. I visited, that my husband and my son traveled to. So, yes, so this is top of the mind. So, mm-hmm. you know, United States, we need to do more to help the Kurds because they are helping us. Okay, next story is out of Bangkok, Thailand. This weekend, Thousands of people rode bicycles on a 26-mile route in downtown Bangkok to honor the Queen of Thailand. Okay, it was her birthday, and this was Constance a very this tower. <laughs> no, Leon, we have talked about this. 
we have talked about this, about okay. the respect, the reverence that um, that ties have for the royal family, and uh, the queen. Both the king and the queen are elderly, um, but this was the first time they've ever done this, and everybody was on their bikes. The prime minister rode in it, cabinet members, celebrities, and even. The prince. Okay, now he's in line. I'll just call him Prince V. He's in line to take over when the king passes away. Um, and I'm not saying he's a loser because I would never say anything against the royal family, but that's what people say, that he's a loser. And so they are trying to rehabilitate his image um, in advance of the king's passing. And so there he was on a bicycle with a t-shirt that said bike for mom in English. Okay. Thought it was cute. Okay. So he's wearing that and he's riding around because this is supposedly going to make him more popular. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is going to work because I, I mean, a lot of people ride around on bicycles and it doesn't seem to work like Lance Armstrong. It's not working. <laughs> him, right. Yeah, so, why the bikes? What's the deal with the bike? They just thought it would be fun, Liam. Okay. Right. Fun, 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 fun. You know, the ties like fun. So there it was, uh, the Prince V on his bike with his T-shirt, bike for mom. I don't know. Okay. Also in Asia, I just have a little story coming out of North Korea. I mean, you really know that you are running a dictatorship when you can unilaterally change the time zone you're in. And that's <laughs> starting August 15th. That's what North Korea did. They decided to turn their clocks back one half an hour. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Because they said they didn't want to be aligned with Japan. They did not want to be in the same time zone as Japan. So they just made that switch. I am so jealous. That would be, I often say when I run the world, I'm just going to do away with time zones altogether. Do you know at my, at my workplace where I work with people who are all over the world, time zones are the bane of my existence. I just want to say, if it's 10 a.m. where I am, it's 10 a.m., people. I'm going to call that's you. That's what China does, Liz. Liz, Liz, that's what China does. They have one time zone, vast country. I'm sure. I'm sure. China. Next thing you know, Jeff Bezos is going to do that at Amazon. Okay. <laughs> so be on the lookout if they change your time zone. It's a little like Arizona. Arizona does their own thing, Liz. So mm -hmm. I think maybe you should start creating your own time zone, Liz. That that okay. is that is My quite goal. possible. Okay. Okay. Cuba. Big week for Cuba. They we reopened our embassy this week. I hope this will make the a difference for uh, we, now that we have normalized relations. For the people of Cuba, you know, I don't know if it will make it more democratic, more open, but Sheila in particular, I thought you might want to be in solidarity with our new improved relations with Cuba, because I see the big fall fashion trend is to wear short boots that have a Cuban heel. Okay. Mm. So you need, to, you need to get some of those. Monica. What does that even a, mean? What is a Cuban heel? I don't know what that is. Look that up, please. You'll look okay. it up. If, if it's a flat, wide bed heel, I would like that. Flat. Yeah, okay. For my bunions. Yeah. Okay. Cuban okay. heels. They're going to be all the rage this fall. Right. Monica, I know that you spend a lot of time considering seismic activity. 
in your very shaky town of Portland, Oregon. You, I, I, I'd want to direct your attention to Ecuador because Quito announced a state of emergency. They have a large volcano there, the Cotopaxi. It is starting to erupt right now. And I think any kind of volcanic activity up and down, uh, you know, uh, South America and North America is, is points trouble for you in Portland, Oregon. So just be on the lookout. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Just keep the keep the AC on, Monica. Do not move away from the air conditioner. But it's it's a it's a large volcano. It started spewing ash. Uh, you know, it's a very serious situation there. So, and it's a it's right next to a large population area. And finally, Liz, a story for you because. You don't do enough international travel. And when I saw this itinerary, I said, I think Liz has made this trip. <laughs> Liz, you will be very happy to know that Emirates Airline has now announced the longest flight in the world. It's 17 hours and 35 minutes. And wow. that was from Panama City, Panama to Dubai. Mm. And didn't you make a trip like that? <laughs> I actually, well, it's uh, not quite as far. Last year, I went from Guatemala City to Istanbul. Yeah. Okay. So, but this that's is- a, that is not one shot. That was like yeah. that was like now three shots to get there. Wow. Okay. That sounds hours, thirty five minutes, all in one shot. Mm. Get booked on it, Liz. I know you can do it. <laughs> Okay. Thank you for that international news roundup. Always good to get uh, plugged in with uh, things going on around the world. So, Lab Rats. Oh, yeah. From the sublime to the ridiculous, Monica. Let's do (laughs) it. Let's do it. We are the Lab Rats. Sheila Dolan here in Los Angeles. Monica Dolan in Portland. Uh, Lab Rats is a special time of the show when Monica and I test consumer products for you and report back on our findings. Monica? So as everyone knows, I've been on Chip Quest 2015 since I heard about this Lay's potato chips marketing campaign. It's called Do Yourself a Flavor. So Lay's introduces four new potato chip flavors. They're suggested by customers. Uh, They introduce them every year, and then you get to vote online for who the winner is. And initially, Sheila and I got excited about this. We searched everywhere. I searched everywhere in Portland, couldn't find the chips. And I think the lab rats just kind of jumped the gun on this one. We just, we just, we move too fast. Sometimes we do that. And sometimes we hardly move at all. (laughs) So thank goodness all our satellite sisters came to the rescue, posting Mm -hmm. on Facebook, sending us tips, telling us where we could find the chips. And now that they're out, they're everywhere. I mean, they're just in your face. They're Subway, Walgreens, blah, blah, blah. So (laughs) We, we we got them, and we, we chipped it up for you, okay? But we decided to divide up the assignment really for medical reasons because no, <laughs> no, no one lab rat could tolerate the sodium load of four bags of potato chips in one weekend. So That's right. I tasted the West Coast truffle fries. That was one flavor. And the Southern biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. And Sheila tasted the Greek town hero, and the or, York, or Giro, Giro, or, or the and, and the New York Reuben, and just okay. All right, so the, these are all potato chips. They're not. They're they're, they're 
They're okay. new chips. Uh, okay. So this is Sheila. This is my methodology, what I'm looking for. Uh, as Monica said, I tasted the Greek town Giro and the New York Reuben. <laughs> so here's the thing, Monica. Yeah. I, I need and want a salty, salty snack around 5 o'clock every day. I don't know about you, but that's when I go down to my local uh, Jamba Juice and they sell the single bags of pop chips. I, I discovered this. I'm the only one who buys pop chips at Jamba Juice, which is a smoothie place. Mm-hmm. So I, I like a salty snack, but I can't buy, I can't have an entire bag of chips in my house. So I appreciate the single serving of Lay's that are now available at Subway. Now I want to talk about the Subway in Pasadena. Leon, as you know, there's a new subway in Huntington Hospital. Now, it, it is it is literally sandwiched, <laughs> sand, sandwiched in between the breast center and the colonoscopy lab. I mean, there's a subway with no street parking. No parking. I don't know but, who. I guess it's only... People Only who for the in, people in the hospital, in the breast no, lab, in the colon Right, lab. but they say yeah. they have 45 have minutes. To, no, 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 they have a sign, Monica, that says 45 minutes of free parking. But anytime I go underneath in that parking center, I think I'm going to have a mammogram or colonoscopy. And I can't wrap my head around the fact that I'm going to buy chips <laughs> in it, you know, with a, with the ticketed parking. But again, I did it for the show. I did mm-hmm. it for the lab rats. So you I wanted to a hospital to buy potato chips. <laughs> yes. That's where the subway is. Okay. Let's get started. Okay. Let's get started on that Greek town. Mm-hmm. The Giro. Can I start with the Reuben? Because okay. when I, even when I smell the empty bag, I get homesick. I mean, this Reuben <laughs> is so good. It the, is? New York, the New York Reuben. I mean, the last time I had a Reuben sandwich, was about 30 years ago at Katz's Deli. And that's how long it takes to digest. (laughs) Um, A Reuben sandwich, which consists of about three pounds of pastrami, um, salty pastrami, melted Swiss, uh, sauerkraut, pickles, on a nice marble rye. And what I did, Monica, was I opened the bag and I smell it, and I smell New York. I smell... I smell pastrami. I loved these Reuben chips. You did? I, I only allowed myself half the bag because it's uh, 220 milligrams of sodium, of course, 230 calories uh, for one small bag. Um, but when I, when I tasted this, Monica, I tasted marble rye. I tasted the sauerkraut, a hint of pickle. Mm, I'm smelling the bag now. It is so good. <laughs> I love these Reuben chips. I'm giving it two paws up. Wow, you could save yourself some calories if you just smelled the bag from now I, on. I'm keeping the bag. Okay, I'm keeping the bag. Then again, when I go to the Greek town Giro, I open the bag, I smell the bag. What I smell in the New York Giro, the new Lay's brand, is maltodextrin. I smell, I smell salt, dextrose. I smell chemicals. I don't smell like rich potato, uh, you know, uh, gyro, whatever gyro is. It's meat. It's sliced <laughs> meat in a, in, with, with some um, Greek spices. And 
I, I literally could not stomach these chips. There was so much salt and maltodextrin Ooh. and chemicals. Two paws down for the New York, for the kettle cooked Greek town gyro. Okay, so we're the lab rats, and today we're testing do yourself a flavor Lay's potato chips. So my methodology was, see, I bought all four bags at Walgreens, and I was going to bring them over to Bend, and I thought when Julie and Leon were there, we'd have a little taste testing. But then during one of, just one of our many heat waves this summer, I was <laughs> <laughs> lying in my house, all the shades are drawn, it was 89 degrees <laughs> inside my house, and like 98 outside, and I thought to myself, I need potato chips. So <laughs> I, ate, I went out to the car where I was storing the flavor chips. And I ate the entire bag of truffle for, for flies. For truffle? Wait, did you, did you turn on the car and the air conditioning and just eat them? Like a real, like a real chip addict in your car? Here's what I would recommend. Do not try to sample all four flavors in one sitting. I think, I think you need to cleanse your palate and mm. eat like a couple of days between each flavor because the flavors are so strong. What yes. I appreciate about this Do Yourself a Flavor campaign is that they have pictures on each bag of the food the chips are modeled after. So you see this big, giant, gut bomb picture <laughs> of, of, of a biscuit with, like, creamy, gloppy white sausage <laughs> gravy on it, and that's the picture. Then you close your eye, you open the bag, close your eyes, and the chip. And you see if it comes close. So I, 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 I didn't really want to try the Southern biscuits and gravy, but Sheila made. Me. Oh God, <laughs> we had to test all four. I mean, and, and I have to say that the checker at Walgreens was extremely excited about the Southern biscuits and gravy flavor. <laughs> and I don't know why you need that in a potato chip. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say the, the biscuits and gravy, there's a lot of umami flavor in there. And there's like a, it, it, it sort of tastes like sausage. <laughs> I, wait a minute. Umami. Does that mean, uh, what is that? Uh, that's like the fifth flavor. That's oh. like salty, you know, umami is like soy sauce. Savory. Savory. There's oh, a lot of really? In there. A little touch of sage. I really, these weren't my favorites. I, I just have to give them one paw down for the Southern oh. and gravy. But let's go to the West Coast truffle fries. Mm. Now, potatoes and truffle flavor, that's a win. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love truffle French fries? I do. So I thought <laughs> I really, really like this flavor. Now, you do taste a lot of salt. Well, they're all extremely salty. But my favorite, I did really like the West Coast truffle fries, um, even though it's hard to say truffle fries. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to give the West Coast truffle fries one paw up. Okay. One paw down for the biscuits and gravy, one paw up for the truffle fries. Now, Monica, you did mention one last thing. The picture of the Reuben on the bag makes me want to take the night flight to Katz's Deli. Sheila, stop. Even though I'm a vegetarian, I want a Reuben. <laughs> I, I'm I just, not a vegetarian. 
I just want one more Reuben in my life. That picture is so scrumptious looking of the Reuben. Right. <laughs> Look, do yourself a favor today. Go find a great deli in LA and sit in the AC and have yourself a Reuben. Do yourself a flavor. Do okay, Monica. Flavor. That was a lot of fun. Yep. So I I have been detoxing with cucumber and lemon water, <laughs> and I think I think we did what we we set out to do, which was test all four. And I I encourage. Are you still to... eating? <laughs> no, no. What is okay. that noise? Then you can put the bag away. Are, are you, you obviously? Are you huffing the uh, chips still? No, I doing? I'm sitting under a fan. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh, one picture, Sheila. <laughs> one moment. One moment, please. I heard a microwave, too. <laughs> Just put all the food away. It's making scratchy sounds. Okay, I do not have food anywhere near me. I'm sitting under a fan. Is that better? Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, I And uh, so that's it, Monica. What's up for our next time? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we are we are up for some cooling, slimming, detoxing suggestions. So go to the website and suggest for the lab rats our next testing. Yeah. Okay. Well done, sisters. I know that one took an extra few weeks, but it sounds like you really mm-hmm. committed to it. Thank you, rats. No problem. So this is Sheila. Just a quick update, too. A lot of people asked about the baby shower, so I want to update you on that. I had a lovely baby shower shower at my house for a friend, and here's what I I learned. First of all, I know nothing about giving parties, Um, but my friend, Marnie, had a party planner who this girl, Sylvie, could have her own television show. She could have a show that says party planning for 200 or party planning for 100. She did the entire party for $100. Wow. Wow. It was That's impressive. Well, she it, needs her own TV show. She, I mean, she was a wonder woman. The And this is what I learned. Everybody loved the shower. They said, I heard these comments. This was the best baby shower I've ever been to. Oh. I love your place. I love your decor. Um, and they wouldn't leave. And this is what I learned. Women like to sit down and st- talk and just stay in one place there was no movement once people found their seat at the baby shower they stayed there so whether they were sitting in my apartment which was all um furniture moved away lots of seating there or sitting outside in my garden in my neighbor's garden they stuck to their seat Uh and yeah so that was that was interesting it was hard to get the women to like move all inside for the party giving uh, because once they found their seat, they stayed there. Um, okay. Another Good thing question. I learned, women will eat cupcakes um, if they have cute baby names on them. <laughs> so, you know, women usually decline big sugary cupcakes unless they have cute baby names on them. So everybody had a cupcake, uh, which was great. Uh, doilies, doilies, and doilies, very important for a baby shower. You can just slap a doily on anything, and it's a party. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good lesson. Good lesson. And the last thing I learned was, even if you put the Kleenex hand towels in your bathroom, meant for single-serving drying, 
after you use the bathroom, people will still use your towels. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about this, Sheila. There's a lot of confusion about what to do when you visit someone's uh, bathroom. Guest towels, you know, paper towels. They just don't know. They don't know. Um, So there you go. But again, people were saying it's the best baby shower they've ever been to. Right. And I felt proud that people could hang out in my apartment and they were happy, you know? Yeah, that's great. I'm planning a potluck for September, people, with some friends. Watch out. (laughs) I've gotten the bug. (laughs) I've gotten the bug. So, yeah, it was very successful. All right. Well, crank up that air conditioning and invite a few more people over. Exactly. So did you end up renting some furniture for outside? Because wasn't that the big debate? No, my friend bought two card tables just like she had planned, and they were perfect. That will work, yes. Because, again, only some people sat outside, and once they had their seat, they just planted it. They bought a, you know, they got all their food, and the people who stayed inside with the AC, they didn't move from their seat. So it was, it was perfect, Liz. (laughs) Everything was perfect. Congratulations. I know that was a lot of stress for you, but it sounds like the hostess had fun. So if you had fun, that's good. I had a blast. Okay. All right. So, so moving on, we're going to wrap it up now. We have a little bit of a like social media update. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who has uh, started following at Sat Sisters on Instagram and participating in our summer fun contest where we asked you to just post all of your photos of the summer fun you're having and use the hashtag hashtag sat sisters summer fun so monica i noticed you posted on facebook this week how much fun it's been to look at the instagram photos oh i love it don't we have over 400 you know what you know what i like about it is uh you see people all across the country, all the satellite sisters all across the country and some international ones, like what they're doing in the summer. People are at the beach. They're eating ice cream. It's just really, really fun to see. Yeah, and we have we have 400 people, but we have more than 790 posts. 700 posts? Woo. Yeah, so people are sharing multiple photos. Julie, you had a couple of classics this week. Yes, I did. Uh, I, I'm most proud of my cannonball picture of my granddaughter. Very artistic. You've noticed the shadow in the water. If you're not on Instagram, it's so easy. You can do it. And then as a special surprise, I found another picture of the Dolan sisters in matching bathing suits. These would be Florence Eisman bathing suits. Uh, it's the four, it's the four of us, a poor little Ann, still not on the scene yet, but these are, these were some of my favorites. I love that blue and white check bathing suit. And we're wearing, for some inexplicable reason, we're wearing, wearing matching white headbands. All except you, Monica. You didn't get a head, headband. <laughs> is it, that's why Monica's sort of sticking her gut out. Making, <laughs> make, making make, a monkey face? Yeah, you are mugging for the camera, Monica. That's for sure. You're making a monkey face. You definitely have one going there. Liz, you seem delighted with your first place ribbon. And Sheila, you're just fine with your sixth place ribbon. So That's right. And I don't think I've ever looked as good in a bathing suit as I did in this shop. (laughs) All the way around, I was pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah, you do look tall and thin and 
just very athletic, very flattering photo of you. So anyway, so Instagram, we're having fun over there, but many of you know that on Facebook, you can like our Facebook page and join our Facebook group. So if you like the Facebook page, it means anytime we're announcing something, sending out a new show, telling you about a new book or an event about the book, you'll automatically get those notices. So you should do both. Like the Facebook page and join the Facebook group because in the Facebook group, you can post whatever you want. If you have a uh, an issue you want to bring to the Satellite Sisterhood, you can do that right there on our page. There were a couple of very good things that came up this week in the Facebook group. Well, first of all, I think this year the most posted on subject has been the, the Lay's potato chips. Yes, <laughs> everyone. Yes, yes. Like, everyone. you two could not find those potato chips. They were pretty much everywhere else in America. Like, <laughs> you two were looking. You can get them at the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) So we got photos of the all four flavors from all over the country and from Canada. Did you see that Canada has their own four flavors? So uh, thank you for posting those. Um, Carol posted about a new TV show that I had just watched, Carol. So thank you for posting the recommendation that people watch Catastrophe. Now, here's what I would say about Catastrophe. It is a terrible name for a super funny show. You would never know, looking at that title, that it is a funny, original, romantic comedy. It stars uh, Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan. And uh, it's like a romantic comedy that takes place in London. Uh, It was actually produced for Channel 4 in the UK. And then Amazon Prime... Kind of a little guilty directing you back to Amazon Prime now. You can watch, yeah. you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Anyway, have any of you guys either watched or heard of Catastrophe? No, but no. I have a recommend, recommendation. I'm looking okay. for something. So thanks. It is, it is sweet, funny, original, hilarious. Now, it is also salty. Speaking of salty snacks, it is salty. There is a lot of sex and talking about sex. So if that's not your thing, do not watch Catastrophe. But... <laughs> just have a bag of New York Rubens. <laughs> just, just go have some salty snacks. Uh, but this TV show is 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Just to give you a feel. Wow. I, think it, I think there's a small but mighty group of people that have, um, that have discovered Catastrophe. So the moment Carol posted it on the Facebook group, lots of people weighed in and and I've also watched it. It's only six episodes. So I, one of my very long flights, Julie, this was two weeks ago. Uh, I was on an 11 hour flight. So they had all six episodes back to back on the, you know, the video viewer on my plane. So I watched the, the whole season uh, in one go and it will apparently be coming back in the fall. So thank you, Carol, for telling the sisterhood about catastrophe. Now, Cheryl also posted um, a, uh, a story about the, the good, good science about girlfriends and satellite sisters is the mm-hmm. way she described it. So it's the work of a Stanford professor and you can go read the whole thing. It's longer than I have time to recap, but the basic gist of it is, you know, having studied health and wellness and longevity and all of that, uh, scientists would tell us now that men live longer and are happier when they have a woman in their life. And women live longer and are happier when they have girlfriends and satellite sisters. <laughs> so the uh, I, it's a great article, Liz, and I think you should send it on to all your friends, all your satellite sisters. I yeah. think it's a nice thing. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. 
it's very much the spirit of You're the Best. I and mean, that's the title of our book coming out in October. So obviously Satellite Sisters exists because we believe that too, that having your friends, being able to talk to your friends about everything under the sun, whether you're at a baby shower or just on a extended phone call, it does make your life better and happier. So thank you, Cheryl, for posting that. And uh, it's all right there in the Facebook group. So, um, so there you have it. Those were just a couple of the things I wanted to call out. So do you guys have anything, Julie, anything big planned this week? Well, we have a big show on Tuesday, Liz. Uh, this oh. is our post poll dark first show post poll dark you know we we're uh, we've been watching that series so we're going to be entertaining new ideas for other um uh shows that lean and i can review and critique so uh, okay. so that's that will be our tuesday show you uh, look forward to listening to that Oh, you know, one TV show I want to recommend, which is uh, probably not right for your Tuesday recaps, but, you know, we all know Lisa Belkin. She was a colleague of ours when we were on XM Satellite Radio. She was a longtime reporter at the New York Times, then at the Huffington Post. Now she's at Yahoo News. But her original New York Times story and book that she wrote in the late 90s called Show Me a Hero premieres tonight as a miniseries on HBO. And she's, I follow her on Facebook. She's super excited about it. She said it obviously took a long time to get from the page to TV, but David Simon, who did The Wire, turned Lisa's book into a miniseries. She loves it. So if you're interested in, it's sort of urban issues and Oscar Isaac is the star. And mm, love him. Yeah, he's great. So Show Me a Hero uh, premieres on HBO tonight. And uh, congratulations to our satellite sister, Lisa Belkin, for, um, for having that happen in her life. It's, it's very exciting for her uh, and for everybody who knows her. So, Sheila, Monica, you guys doing anything big this week? Well, I want to invent a personal cooling system, if I can, <laughs> um, to take around everywhere. And uh, otherwise, I'll be doing my swimming, my writing, and my relaxing. That's okay. my plan. All right. And Monica, you're, you know, just the countdown is on. I have vacation, uh, at the end of the week. So I'm just trying to make it through the week every day, make it through the week till Friday. (laughs) Way to go. (laughs) One day at a time. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. You know, you know, we have, uh, hundreds of shows posted at iTunes and, uh, on our website, but if you're at iTunes and you feel, moved uh we would love for you to review our show it's always helpful for any show when the people who are loyal listeners also write reviews so if you're thinking about it and uh you want to do that that would be great so there you have it we are the satellite sisters don't forget call your satellite sister <laughs>